If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. Welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast, CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I am here with my friend E.B., ready to talk our favorite topic, theme parks and thrill rides. That's right, everybody. Welcome to CoasterRadio.com. We have a fun listener question bonus episode here of CoasterRadio.com. The bonus because we weren't necessarily expecting to do listener questions, Mike. We have some news stories that we'll get to here in just a bit, but we weren't sure what to talk about on this week's show. And you and me, our schedules kind of got messed up. And so we didn't have time to do any kind of real serious planning. But the listeners are always there for us. So we just send it out. Hey, listener questions. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we just kind of admitted it this week and said, hey, it's kind of a light news week. And you know, we like it. Like you said, EB, it's one of those weeks where like real life intrudes on the fun life of the podcast. And so, you know, like, we're looking at it, we're like, oh man, none of us even put together a rundown this week. So we have a choice either to not do a show at all or to do a show this way where the listeners kind of pitch in, ask some questions, get some good discussion going. And that is what we are going to do this week. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listener question shows are always a, a fan favorite. So hopefully you guys are excited about that. That's coming up in the second half of the show. But Mike, we always start out with a first drop. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite things that has happened from doing CoasterRadio.com meetups are getting to parks that I probably wouldn't get to otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably wouldn't take a trip to Missouri to go to Silver Dollar City (laughs) unless something happened to put me in that area of the country. I mean, that's just not an area that I ever do business in or have family in. So it, it, it would really take something special to get me there. And it was the Coaster Radio meetup. But I'm so happy for that because... It was one of the best parks I ever visited. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and of course, the reason we're talking about Silver Dollar City is they have announced now that after 50 years, Fire in the Hole, the classic dark ride roller coaster hybrid is going away at the end of the 2023 season. And that was, I mean, yeah. how fun was it to go and to ride um, not only Fire in the Hole, but you're right, Mike, Silver Dollar City is a fantastic park. If you're a coaster enthusiast, that's one of those ones on the list of like, oh, you haven't been to Silver Dollar City? It's one of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt guilty when I was there because I was like, oh, this is one I would have missed. Like, this is one that I might not have made it to. And now I feel like it is. A, there is a reason to go there. There's a reason to go there and check that out. And Branson yeah. was such a fun place to check out, too. So I love that. And I remember everyone saying, you've got to go check out Fire in the Hole. And it did not disappoint. It was charming. I mean, it wasn't like a great thrill ride or anything like that, but it was a perfect dark ride coaster hybrid uh, with some great little scenes in there and some surprising drops. And uh, I I am going to miss it. Um, But I really like that Silver Dollar City is doing the right thing. They're giving people plenty of notice that it's going away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about fire in the hole, but let's circle back and do talk about outlaw run and powder keg and time traveler wildfire. I mean, it's a, I love silver dollar city anyway, but the, the, the fun thing about fire in the hole, of course, is that blazing fury at Dollywood is the, the rides almost, you know, what would you, is it a sister ride? I suppose you could say it's basically the same thing. Yeah. So if you still want to go old school, you can still go to Dollywood and you can still ride blazing fury. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. Fire, Fire in the hole is so much fun with, uh, uh, the fact that it is a rickety old weird steel roller coaster. Um, but it is a dark ride because some dark rides aren't 
they, they they'll have little drops and things like that, but they're not really roller coasters. This is a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just so, uh, it has that handmade feel and everything is just jokey and terrible. And, and the, the mannequins and the animatronics are, are bad. And the, the gags of the way that they make the town be on fire. That's the plot of course, is the, the town's on fire. Um, you know, where it's let, let's put an orange light on this sheet and just blow it with a fan that makes yes. fire. Cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. And then let's have a you know piece of metal and light it blue and that's water. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. So I love it. Well, and, and are we ready to talk about the fact that silver dollar city has not mentioned anything about the gigantic show building that they're building yes. in the park that right. is pretty much obviously going to be fire in the hole. Number exactly. two. Right. That's right. what I'm, yeah, the, but yeah, no, no details or no announcement about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised that they wouldn't do that simultaneously. Um, and I guess there has not been a terrible uproar about, um, fire in the hole going away because I feel like people who would be the most upset about fire in the hole going away are already aware of that building being constructed and oh, being aware that that's almost certainly what that's going to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm just curious to see, you know, what it really is going to be. Is it going to be, you know, high tech? Is it going to have special effects? Is it going to be screens? Is it going to be like a spinning coaster, or is it going to be like an updated classic hokey experience? Yeah. Right. I wonder how different it's going to be from yeah. the old fire in the hole, or are they just rebuilding it but modern and new? Yeah. And will we'll it have, have a com- yeah? Will it have a completely new story, or will it sort of continue the tale that was being told in Fire in the Hole? So, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I mean, it's sad to see a 50 year old ride go away, but exciting to see where they're going to go because Silver Dollar City is hitting home run after home run. I mean, I can't think of an attraction they've put in in the last decade or so which has disappointed people. No, absolutely. And and we've got folks out there in Missouri. So um, Slater, keep going to the park and taking pictures and keep 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 us updated for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I liked at Silver Dollar City was the flooded mine. I mean, that was <laughs> that's when that the flood is it the flood the flooded mine. Is that the one with the uh, the prisoners? Yes. Yes. <laughs> who are yes, working in the mine. That's yep, another that's good right. one. Yeah, that was it's, another yeah. good one. Yeah, it's it's essentially fire in the hole, but instead of a roller coaster, it's a boat. Yeah, yeah, and, yep. and you had guns, and you're like shooting targets and stuff in there, like, and it's kind of retrofitted, so the targets don't work a hundred percent of the time. But I put <laughs> yeah. down my gun and just looked around because I was enjoying the the scenery so much. It so yeah, good. it it it's it's so much fun, and I like the fact that um you know they, at least you still have uh you have the flooded mine, so you you can still ride the the, the classic old school beat up ride. Yeah. <laughs> right now, now maybe they'll do like what the, um, you know, Knott's Berry Farm with Calico Mine Train, right? Where they went in and they did update it and they did fix a bunch of stuff, but it's still old and hokey. Yeah. That's what I'm ho- I don't know if I don't I hope I'm so. kind of torn between the, um, with whatever is coming next at Silver Dollar City with the new fire in the hole. Again, assuming it's the new fire in the hole, do I want it to just be a recreation of an old and hokey experience or would you want it to be high tech with screens and, and, that sort of thing and special effects. And would you want it to be more thrilling? And and like you were saying, the drops weren't all that much. I think what was the, what's the biggest drop on that ride? 20 feet, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you want to have a a, a high thrills indoor coaster Mm. to replace fire in the hole? Or would you want to have the the hokey thing back? I mean, I would enjoy the high thrills coaster, but that can be found other places The the hokiness and the charm a fire in the hole was what made it so special. So what if they did that with just slightly better effects, like using better technology, a better just ride new. system? Yeah, just new. Yeah. Same same fire in the hole, just new. Yeah, I, like, I, I would I, like that. that. That would be neat, you know, just with an updated story and stuff. So I don't know, like uh, Brad Thomas there at uh, Silver Dollar City, you know, like we we became friends. We interviewed him that day on the stage and he was saying how much he enjoyed the show. What if what if they decided to make that announcement of what the new thing was right here on the show? I think there you go. Good. Hey, Brad. Yeah, we're here. We're ready for you, Brad. We'll, we'll absolutely welcome you on here. You can make the big announcement. Maybe maybe fire in the hole needs to have a, you know, maybe there's a part where you're going past and like the firefighters are getting dispatched and they need to have somebody do some audio for the new ride. <laughs> See, we need that. We need to right? be on a ride. I need yes. to be. I want to be on a, on a ride at, at Silver Dollar City. Especially a Silver Dollar City ride would be great. Oh, that would be, be so really great. cool. I want to be oh, the yeah. voice of a firefighter. That'd be See? fun. That'd be so easy. We'll or have cheap. to think. We'll have to think of some dumb, uh, <laughs> dumb hillbilly puns. <laughs> that oh, we we can... so cheap. <laughs> 
By the way, at at Coney Island, at uh, Luna Park, do they still use our pirate voices where you're talking about the booty? Like, do they play that in the queue where it's like, I am looking for my booty? <laughs> I know they were. I, I do know that listeners reported that they were. So we will have to have listeners go back this season to see if it's still there or not. I mean, we, we do know, of course, that the uh, the big waves um, has been delayed or canceled outright and it's not coming with our voices. But uh, <sighs> I do know. Yeah, the, uh, the the pirates, the pirate voices on their swinging ship, their galleon. It should be there still. But I, I'm hoping playing- so. Are they playing the ones that we ad libbed? Because remember, we ad libbed a bunch of stuff, and you were talking about, "Oh my!" Booty. Oh no, we did, yeah, no, we did, we did like this whole back and forth. Like there was a lot of extra lines that yeah. we did. Now I do know I have had people tell tell us that they have heard our voices, but no, that would be fun to have somebody actually go and listen to the entire loop, right yes. of, of of the uh, whatever the soundtrack is. Because there's both. There's two things at Luna Park, right at, at their galleon swinging ship. There's first the ride experience itself. Where it's got like the Xbox Connect sensors um, that see you raising your hands and shouting. And it's like, raise your hands, left side, you can do it. Right. But then there's also the queue line. There's yeah. audio in the queue line, and that's a separate audio track. And that's what yeah. you're talking about. That's yeah, what and that's, 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 that's where you, you were making jokes about, uh, you know, I, you're after my booty. And I'm after <laughs> your pirate booty. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I wonder if anybody <laughs> listens to that. That's, a, that's what I'm so curious about. So. Got to make a visit there. Well, you were saying that. you were saying you, you need you need a reason to travel to go to a park. That's a reason, maybe, That's Mike. That you need to right get up, there. get in the car, and drive up to New York City this summer. Yeah, to go see that, see go figure that out. Imagine just the New Yorkers in line for that ride, and they're kind of all looking around like, "What is this? Why <laughs> the are booty. they letting those guys do that?" Talking about booty. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, the Luna Park Galleon is not our our first quick hit. Let's go to quick hits. Quick hits. Yeah, we've got three good ones tonight. Yeah, this is another. We got some sad stories. First, oh. we had fire in the hole going away, and now Coda Land. I think the the park that I was looking forward to the most is not opening in 2023. Oh. After all, they're delaying it now to 2024. Of course, this is the the Circuit of the Americas um, racetrack, Formula One track down there in Texas, down near Austin. Um, it's already a little kiddie park, but they were expanding it and adding. I think it's 25 rides, including. Two of when we were talking to Arthur, I think all of us said these were two of the most anticipated roller coasters of yes. 2023 circuit breaker, which is, of course, the Vacoma tilt coaster and palindrome that Gerstlauer um, shuttle coaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we spent two weeks, um, you know, talking about one ride one week, one ride the other week and uh, really saying it could be either of those two rides might be the best new attraction of 2023. Nope. Uh, no, not anymore. So now they're bumping to a whole year, uh, which I think is surprising. I mean, we were really excited for those two rides for this year. Yeah, it is. It's too bad. So, but this, this maybe will then at least let us plan because I would like to get back down to Texas. We've talked about getting back down to Texas, but me especially because I had such a bad experience at those Six Flags yes. parks. I do want to go back down to Texas and try both of those, um, Six Flags parks again and then also do Codaland. So this is like a, uh, this would be a big, big trip if I went down to Texas to try to hit three parks. There's a lot going on in Texas. I mean, there's so many new rides that have been added to SeaWorld, to both Six Flags parks, and now you have these two at Cottaland. So, man, a great place to go visit, you know, to check out all these new things that are happening. Yeah, well, and I guess that that segues right into our next quick hit, doesn't yes. it? Aquaman. Aquaman is actually opening. <laughs> Announced in 2019, yes. Aquaman. Yes, I heard you say that on Theme Park News last week, and I was shocked. I did. I For some reason, I thought it was announced during the pandemic, but it was before. So we, yeah. that's like how many years? Four years waiting for the power, power splash ride to come. Yeah, so summer of 2019 is when Aquaman uh, Power Wave, Power Splash, what's it called? Um, that's when it opened, um, and it's not that big or complicated of a ride. It should not have taken that long to build and open. I mean, remember they did build it. Right. Yeah. And it stood not operating for a long time. Like right. we were like, why aren't they opening it? Why aren't they opening it? And then at one point they did switch out. They they did get the turntable option, which we all were like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness, because yes. operations would be so slow if you didn't have the turntable. Because it's a it's a 20 passenger, not a I guess it's not a boat. Right. Because because it, it, it's on a track. Right. It, it never actually floats. Right, exactly. Yep. So it's not really a boat. So it's a 20 car or a 20 passenger vehicle. Um, and while the one vehicle is on this, um, the, the Aquaman, I mean, everyone knows what this thing is now. It goes back and forth, up and down the, the, the spikes. And then the, the pool fills up and you splash it on the last one. While that's happening, the 
station has another car that's loading with the next 20 people. So it's going to yeah. more than double the the capacity of this ride and, and, and eat more people than it would have if it was just the one car. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's the best part about the delay is that somebody, a hero in Six Flags said, hey, we need the turntable. Whoever made that happen. Oh, my God. Hero, man. Like, because that's just going to save people time. Can you imagine like just sitting there waiting for the, you know, the train to run its course and then to come back and then to unload and then reload? like just how long that would take in a summer in the heat and stuff. So I'm I, this is good, good stuff on on Six Flags for doing that. Good for them. Yeah, and I wonder. I, I I'll have to go back and watch a a, a video of the operation of this thing, because um, I am curious about how long the ride cycle is. It would be awesome if they could actually turn the turntable and load and unload what the other vehicle in the same amount of time that the actual ride takes. Right. Yeah. So there isn't a delay, you know, when we talk about how, oh, they're only running one train today. Well, it doesn't matter if they're only running one train if they can't load and dispatch quick enough right exactly. if you got two if you got two full trains stacked up on the brake run it doesn't matter how many trains you're running it's all about the operations if they can do that with this aquaman actually run the launch all right load up everybody and now we're gonna wait and turn the table and launch yep that'd be well, awesome here's what i'm doing as we are talking i'm actually watching pulsar oh. of wallaby belgium and i'm timing yeah. it so oh, okay. I, I will let you know exactly how long the ride cycle is at least of pulsar because uh, I'm watching an off-ride version of it right now. So, uh, okay. so far, we are 20 seconds in. So I'll let you know. We can keep talking, and I'll let you know once it gets back to the station how long the ride cycle was. How many launches does it do? Because it goes forward, back, forward, back, and yeah, then splashes down, right? Yeah, right now it looks like it's going. Uh, so it's it's gone through the cycle twice. And is this where it gets the splashdown? Let's see. Uh, there it is. There's the splashdown there. Yeah, so it's 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 back through the cy- the, the cycle, back one more time. Uh, and that's it. So if here I'm looking at it now, it started at about 30 seconds. We're at about a minute 20. So is it a minute? It looks like a minute of ride time. Exactly. Mm. It's coming back into the station right now. EV, it's exactly a minute. It is exactly a minute of ride time, at least Pulsar. OK, I mean, and it's 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 only what is it? Is it five rows of two? Is that what it is for 20 people? Or yeah, no, I guess five, it would have to be 10, 10 ro- 15, 20, 25 people. Yep. So if I, at least on the one at Pulsar and they do have the turntable. So it came back a minute and then the next one is on and it's already going. OK, that's great. That's going to yeah. be great for that's going to be great for uh, the six legs. Yeah. So they'll move people through, I think, you know, especially if the restraint system isn't that difficult. Uh, but that's pretty good. So one minute of ride time. Yeah, they'll move people through. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Let's go to our last quick hit here. This is this one is good news, Mike. Believe it or not, Dorney Park is probably getting a new roller coaster. Yes, yes, yes. And there was a lot of talk about what it could be. And I think now theme park experts out there are taking a look at the drawings and they're figuring out uh, that it is a roller coaster that pretty much every park has. I think every every park is or at least every region has their own B&M dive coaster, and that's what it looks like uh, according to the diagrams. It has not been announced, uh, but that's what it looks like. A, a shorter uh, B&M dive coaster, I think it's, what, 161 feet is how tall uh, that they told the county commission uh, who they needed to put all this to, but that would make it shorter than Emperor out at uh, SeaWorld San Diego. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's, that's what they're talking about, uh, which I think would be a welcome addition. Over there at Dorney Park, that would be good. That would be a fantastic ride for Dorney Park. And then all of the people who complain about Dorney Park never getting a ride will have to stop. Yes. <laughs> and everybody can complain about Michigan's Adventure never getting a ride. There you go. Yeah, those <laughs> All guys, of the man. focus will go back over there. No, yeah, it says the plan proposes to construct a new 161.67 foot oh. tall attraction. I like how precise it is. It's like, nice. um, actually, it's 6.68, so uh, you're going to have to tear it down. Um, and this is going back uh, behind Possessed, I guess, which is the uh, the intimate impulse coaster that they have. Yeah. Um, there's a big empty space there where the uh, what, what, what was it? Their uh, their boomerang or, or oh, what was right. it? Right. Yes. Yes. That Vacoma one from. A yeah, ago. Mm-hmm. that that used to be there. So there's it's a two point seven acre parcel, I think, is what they are saying. And we have seen the the site plans where they show um, a, a station and a new queue line. But we have not seen anything specifically about uh what the roller coaster itself is, but on that same plan that was submitted where they show the station in the queue line and, and where they're, you know, redirecting some paths and things there are drawn in uh, where there's going to be supports. Yeah. 
right? Those bases for supports. And of course, the fans are quick to point out, well, I can tell by the shape of it that it's going to be a B&M. And I can tell by this, if we trace around and we look at this. So they're figuring it out. It's going to be a, a B&M dive coaster. Yeah. Almost, almost for sure. I don't know why these get so much hate. I like dive coasters. They're fun. I mean, I know once you ride one, you've ridden them all, but... Who cares? I mean, that, that holding break is so fun. That's great, especially if you sit on the edges, like the yeah. far edges, and you're just hanging out there and your feet are dangling. Well, That's it is cool. it is it is an awkward, weird, different experience too, sitting in those ride vehicles that are just yeah. a, a, a different shape, and so the sensations are different. They look really cool, I think, from the midway because they are very different like that. Um, it's always a guaranteed um, people stop. On the midway, yes. mm-hmm. every time that that ride pauses at the top of that dive, everybody stops and watches as it drops. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this is this is a good addition for Dorney Park, and I think people are going to really like it. If you're looking at a GP ride, I mean, it's the ride that I always see. Oh on TikTok, yeah, you know, like yeah, nobody ride this. That's yeah, always always there. Nobody's but. traveling to Dorney Park to experience this. No coaster enthusiast is going to no. have to go to Dorney Park in 2024 to ride this dive coaster. But yeah. the people who call Dorney Park their home, then they're thrilled at oh exactly addition exactly. absolutely they are oh man absolutely I, you, we sometimes forget about that type of stuff you know like we travel all around the country all around the world we ride these things but talk to a friend of yours who goes to a theme park once every couple of years and goes to the local one when they see that they're gonna flip out because they don't they've never seen anything like that before they don't they don't go on the message boards they don't go to park after park after park to see. they see what's at their home park and they probably see what's in some of the orlando parks and that's it Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. So they and they see what's on Facebook. Would you ride this? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, usually it's like Rob Alvey posting something from some foreign country that they're never going to visit anyway. So you know, or the Coaster Studios guy, he's doing that too. So well, you know, one of them, one of them doing it. So <laughs> exactly. Well, there you go. Where I think we're caught up now, Mike Lynn. Let's go. Let's, are we going to take a break here and then go to listener questions? Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we take a break? And uh, this is not the listener question show coming up. This is just some listener questions to help us kind of as a filler for this week as we get kind of a bridge to the next week. So I I like questions bonus. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little bonus and people coming up with some good stuff, some good timely things uh, that we will talk about right after this. This is CoasterRadio.com. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. I am Mike, here with EB. And like we said before the break, we are getting ready to answer some listener questions. But this is not the traditional listener question show coming up. No, this is not the listener question show. This is just me and Mike needed to fill up uh, an episode of Coaster Radio that we didn't prepare for. And so yeah, it's a exactly. bonus episode of listener questions. And Mike, before we get started, I just want to get a little off topic with you. Yeah. Have you been doing any, because we ta- we've been talking about this in the uh, the CoasterRadio.com Discord, which anybody listening, you can be in the CoasterRadio.com Discord, which is kind of like a new forum forum, um, by supporting the show at Patreon.com slash CoasterRadio. You can get in there. Lots of cool conversations. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but... People have been posting some things in there that they are generating out of chat GPT. <laughs> yes, I've played with this. Have I've you this tried that? The, this is if you don't know what chat GPT is, Google it and you'll hit this open AI software that is an artificial intelligence that can write and create it. You can chat back and forth and ask it questions and have conversations, but you can also just flat out ask it to do create things for you yeah, in text yeah. form mm-hmm. and then you can even like refine it you can say well that was good but can you do this and so if you want to do like i want to wish my grandmother a happy birthday and talk about how much she means to me you can totally do that like i know yeah. a kid i know a kid that did that he wrote a chat gpt <laughs> a letter to his grandmother on her birthday and it made her cry oh no and then everybody was, so was laughing in the other room about how he didn't even write it <laughs> So anyway, and I wanted to talk to you because you work you work in TV just yes. like I do. Mm-hmm. I asked it to write a video script and oh. it did. 
And it was good. What's it with, good? But it even like described the shots, Mike. Oh my gosh. It was like we open with a wide shot and the camera pushes into the teacher and then it had like the text and it, oh my gosh, this is going to put us out of a job. It's, it's going to put us all out of a job. It's going to put writers out of jobs. I think it, it's, it's really getting good. So anyway, I thought as, as a, a funny thing here, maybe, um, a couple of these questions that we, uh, <laughs> that we read, maybe you can answer and I can answer and then we'll have the AI answer. I love it. I love it. That is good. And, and actually I pulled something up because remember I, I've talked about this on our off topic, uh, on Patreon that I'm working on a one man magic show and it's, it's, I work on it a little bit, then I put it away for a few months and I work on it some more. It's still happening. Uh-huh. It's still in my head. I'm still working on it, but I asked the AI robot to write a synopsis of my magic show uh, that, that I that I could use. And because I've written one before, but the AI chatbot wrote a better one than I did. And, and here it is. Listen to this. In this one-man show, the protagonist takes the audience on a journey through his life as he reaches its midway point. Using magic tricks and illusions, he brings to life a series of personal antidotes and reflections that explore the themes of self-discovery, growth, and the power of imagination. The show combines elements of storytelling, humor, and magic to create an entertaining and thought-provoking theatrical experience. <laughs> then oh he wrote God. it, and I was like, how did the AI chatbot know what I wanted to do? That, like, It said it better than I could. It was so good. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, no, it chat, it's down. Chat GPT is down. Oh, no. So we, I, when I, maybe it'll come back up, though. Sometimes it comes back up minutes later or something. So Okay. Oh, my God. So maybe we so can funny. have it answer some of the questions if, if, if we don't get to. All right. Let's get, let's get to some questions here. The, uh, the human hosts of Costa Radio will now answer some questions. Yes. Yes. So whenever we do a listener question show, the real one, um, the most prolific question asker <clears throat> is Kevin from Ohio. Uh, <laughs> Kevin always. So he quickly tonight just came up with a couple. Uh, these are not from his giant. Remember, he usually has a giant list of like 30 questions for us that he works on throughout the year. Yes. Um, so here are a couple that he just wrote tonight just to help us out. Uh, Coaster Studios recently announced that they are trying to organize a group of their fans to go on a cruise together on the Carnival Mardi Gras so everyone can ride the Bolt Coaster. Does that have any impact positively or negatively hosting a future listener meetup on a cruise ship? Um, I would love to do a cruise. I would love to do exactly what uh, Tyler Baby is doing. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a great idea. Yeah, this is just like any other coaster group doing any type of meetup or event or something. It it doesn't affect us one way or another. I mean, we still do whatever we're going to do. It'll be interesting to see how many people he gets to go on that. I think, EB, you even said at one point, should we just all Coaster Radio listeners just sign up and go, and then that'll be the official meetup. We just we just take over what he's doing. I, I like that idea. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah well, here, yeah. I, I, asked chat, um, I asked the chat GPT, what would it be like to experience a cruise with theme park enthusiasts? Oh, what does it say? It says, experience a cruise with theme park enthusiasts could be a fun and exciting adventure for those who share the same interest in theme parks and amusement rides. You can expect to meet many people who are passionate about visiting theme parks, and it can be an opportunity to make new friends with similar interests. Okay. On the cruise, you may find that many of the activities and events are centered around theme parks and amusement parks. For example, there may be trivia games, theme park-related parties, and other activities designed to entertain and engage theme park enthusiasts. When the ship stops at different ports, you may even have the opportunity to visit nearby theme parks and attractions with your fellow cruisegoers. This is a great way to explore new parks and rides and share your experiences and recommendations with others who have your passion. Overall, a cruise with theme park enthusiasts can be a unique and exciting experience that allows you to bond with like-minded individuals and explore your shared love of theme parks and amusement rides. Wow. The robot is chatty tonight. That was a lot that the robot wrote about that. That's pretty good. It, it, it has a lot of ideas. They're yeah. going to go to ports of call and go ride rides. That's good. <laughs> I wonder if like one week you and I are too busy to do the show. Could we just turn it over to the chat bot and like let it go? Like they, they should have that for podcasts where it would actually do an audio voice, you know, just like an AI voice. I wonder if you could tell the chat GPT to write a script for a 30 minute 
podcast. Would it, can, it, can it spit out something that large? <laughs> Maybe. If you said I want it to be 30 minutes, I might just do it. All right. Ask the next question. I'm going to ask it. Yeah. Ask it while it does that. And we'll check it out. So here's another one. Coaster enthusiasts often talk about how few remaining aero suspended coasters or Schwarzkopf roller coasters there are and how much longer these coasters will stick around. Do you think it's time to start wondering how much longer Intamin hydraulic launch coasters will last? And I guess we're talking about like Accelerator, uh, probably King Ka, ones like that. Like, um, I guess Hershey Park, uh, Storm Runner. There are lots all over the country. Like, how long will those last? Well, I don't know. I think they're fantastic, but I suppose they're on their way out, right? Are we just going to continue to replace these? They're not going to be maintained, right? I I just think that they... They they have a lot of wear and tear quickly. You always hear about the, you know, how much maintenance these things have. Um, for some reason, I think the shorter ones work better. I mean, of course, they don't need as much power, but like Hershey Parks seems to be running all the time, uh, whereas some of the larger ones have problems. But I don't know. I think have has technology moved on from those you know, yeah. to, to give us better ways to launch and you know, faster ways to launch. I guess it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Top Thrill Dragster. Um, if Zampel is working on that, what they do with it, be curious. Yeah, that's that's kind of a that's a good question, and I I, I think we all know the answer is that yeah, they're just kind of start going away because if they they're not as reliable as we want them to be, then yeah. we just can't have them. Yeah, is the chatbot writing next week's show? I asked it to write a thirty minute podcast script with two hosts, Mike and Eb, talking about topics related to the classic rides and historic parks of Pennsylvania. Oh, it's, is it is it thinking about it? Oh my, it's, it's writing it like, oh, wow. Oh, it's writing it right now. Hello. And welcome to our podcast where we discuss all <laughs> things related to classic rides and historic parts in Pennsylvania. I'm Mike with me as my co-host DB. Thanks, Mike. Today we'll be talking about some of the iconic rides and historic parts that Pennsylvania has to offer. Absolutely. Let's dive right in. Oh Topic gosh, one, what? the Phoenix at Knobles. When it comes to classic rides in Pennsylvania, we have to start with the Phoenix at Knobles Amusement. It, it's it's writing. What if topic. we just did this next week? What if we just took the week off and actually just read it? Okay, it did it it did a little section about the Phoenix. Now it's writing about Hershey Parks Comet, and now it's moving on to topic three. Moving on to another classic ride. Let's talk about the Jackrabbit at Kennywood. Oh my gosh. We're going to be out of a business. I mean, this is just wow. like what's... it's still going. It's writing the whole thing. The Jackrabbit's famous for its double dip drop, which provides a lot of airtime. It's a classic ride that stood the test of time. I wonder if you could have it be like and add humor, like add jokes. And I would like to hear what the AI chatbot oh, does. With okay, jokes. I'll tell it to add jokes and make it longer. Yes, yeah. See if see if it throws in some jokes and some comedy and even some characters. I oh, sure it's wrapping it. up now. It's going to the conclusion. Oh. Chatbot, we need 30 minutes. That's not least. 30 minutes. Thanks yeah. for joining us, and we'll see you next time on our podcast where we'll be discussing more classic rides and historic parks. And then Mike says, until then, keep on riding. <laughs> That's great. I love it. They, come on, Chatbot. We need more, though, if we're going to use you for this. You know? Um, Five-minute podcast ain't going to cut it. I'm going to tell it, add jokes and make it longer. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's probably Do your do job, it. Chatbot. Come on. All right, while you do that, I'll get on to the next question. Yeah, go to the next question. This is a good one. This summer, I did not know this, will be the 40th anniversary of the release of the original National Lampoon's Vacation movie. Have you guys ever considered recording a special movie commentary like you did back in the day for Roller Coaster? Or would you consider hosting a live online group watch for listeners? I'd love to. That we could do fun. that. We could we could do that instead of a uh, instead of a, a hangout or instead of a, a happy hour. We could yeah. totally do a group watching. Um, which can you do that with? Um, which one lets you do that? Disney Plus does that let you do that? Where you can Disney group watch? Plus does a lot of services do, but there are also services that let you do it like on a separate website, but it syncs up to Netflix or wherever National Lampoon's Vacation is. Um, so I think there would be a way that everybody's Netflix or whatever the service was would sync up and then you could chat and talk as the movie went on. So maybe that is a good idea. But I like the idea of doing a commentary, too. That would be fun. Like the roller coaster commentary has kind of become this cult thing uh-huh. uh, that I still get emails about people asking where it is if they can't find it uh, because they have the movie roller coaster and want to watch the commentary. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. We've talked about doing another commentary. It's been a long time, but I would totally be down yeah, for doing another commentary. I had no idea it was already at 40 years for, but I think it was. I think it was in 1983. That movie sure, out, so sure. All right. <laughs> it's rewritten the script. 
<laughs> is it adding comedy at all? Like that's what it did. In fact, it, it flat out calls it out at the beginning. I say at, uh, at the top of the show today, we're discussing some of the most iconic and historic rides and parks in Pennsylvania. And we'll be adding a little humor along the way. Oh, yes, and then, yes. And then you say, we're going to start with Phoenix at Knobles, a ride that's almost as old as your dad. <laughs> now it's all yeah, it's doing cheesy jokes. <laughs> Um, he says the best part is this ride gets better with than this ride gets better with age unlike some of us (laughs) what why is he saying that we're old yeah dad jokes is what this thing is doing yeah that's great uh the comet at hershey park was built in 1946 it's known for its wooden structure and our wooden knees Mm. i don't know you uh didn't work that one chatbot our wooden knees yeah, just oh. chat, Chatbot needs to give us more content so we can fill the whole show. It's a can't-miss ride for fans of wooden roller coasters, or if you need to pop your back. <laughs> Speaking of old, Mike, your jokes are showing their age. Oh, boy. Wow, it's all old jokes. Yeah, I wonder if you could say, like, Mike has this type of personality, EB has this type of personality, if it would, like, take that into consideration. That'd be interesting. <laughs> if you could um, really fill it with, like, a lot of information, just like the kids did in Weird Science. Like, they added all the information, and that's what made Lisa. Like, what if we could do that with the chatbot? Or, like, really tell it who we are and see if it could do that. Okay, um, let's see. What do I want to say, then? Um, EB is an idiot, and <laughs> Mike is the sexiest man in town <laughs> now it's gonna who knows what it's gonna say but why okay, do that next though, question you, next question you know what would be really interesting is i mean how many hours of audio are there of you and me talking about theme parks could somebody feed that all into a computer and then have an ai show i mean it's got it's got us saying every syllable imaginable out there could could they do like they did I mean, I remember they did like that Val Kilmer voice. That was oh, really, yeah. Really if you, if you like, give the computer enough of our speech, it would yes. be able to pull out each phonetic sound and then recreate us saying anything that they wanted to. Yeah. So could there be an episode of Coaster Radio that was completely AI generated, but with you and me? Like our okay. voices. That would be oh, fascinating. And, and then we could, and then people could upload us into their navigation systems. And That's it could right. be a Waze voice. Yes, I would love it. That'd be so oh. good. Okay, let's do the next question while this is spitting this out. Okay, yes. Casey wrote, here's one for you. EB, do you ever get anything odd in the mailbox that you haven't mentioned on the podcast? It's something he's always wondered about. No, everything everything that comes in the mail I open. I've never I've never opened something and been like, oh, somebody sent me a death threat and a dirty diaper and then I throw it in the garbage. No, that's never happened. You did get that weird thing that never had a follow up, though. Remember that like weird thing that was made of sticks and ropes? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, we got like a mysterious black envelope, and it had like a it was a black envelope, and then it had like calligraphy writing, and it was tied with a red ribbon, and there was a little bird skull that was on it, and it had I can't remember what the rhyme was. I could dig it up here. It's right here next to me somewhere in this box of of all our. Uh, my cool mailbag junk, uh, but it was like hinting that there was going to be a puzzle that would come. And be mm. revealed to us. And it was it said it was like package one of fourteen, but then we never heard from that person again. Yeah, I know. I was But really it was very creepy. Oh, and it had like little doll heads. Oh, like, I remember that, yeah. Like beads. There were little babies in it. It was weird. It was very weird. Really I, weird. I went yeah. I went by the uh the the P.O. box uh just yesterday in anticipation of this show because we needed some content and I was hoping that we would have some stuff in there to talk about, but it was empty. So ah. you guys send us something. Coasterradio.com, P.O. Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. You can send us stuff in the mail and I will open it right here on the pod. Good, good, good. Here's All another right. one from uh, <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh Hold it's, on. it's ready more? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I said, rewrite this, but EB is an idiot and Mike is the sexiest man in town. And the chatbot said, I'm sorry, I cannot fulfill this request. As an AI language model, it is not appropriate for me to generate content that demeans or insults individuals based on uh, their intelligence. Oh, it doesn't want to make me sound like an idiot. No, no, no. That's good. Well, good. Okay, good for chatbot. That's very nice, chatbot. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's good. Okay, right, here's another question. Yeah. yeah, another question while we play with chatbot. Uh, Andrew Stillwell wrote in and said, this is very nice of him. Uh, and, and I don't know if I agree, but it, it's a nice sentiment. How do you guys feel knowing you inspired and very likely helped shape the next generation of theme park bloggers, vloggers, and podcasters signed a Coaster Radio OG listener and forum user who now writes and podcasts about theme parks? 
I think it's really cool. I mean, that's something that's really fun about being the original theme park podcast is um, we absolutely have seen other podcasts come and go. Um inspired by ghostradio.com they want they get into the hobby and then they want to do something to share it with fans online um and it's also yeah like bloggers and people who have built up websites and all sorts of things and people who have gotten into the hobby and and kind of like us maybe with the podcast where we weren't super enthusiasts at the beginning but then kind of developed into that and gotten more into the hobby we've definitely brought people along with us in that way as well it's cool it is cool yeah, my favorite thing, uh, aside from like there are definitely people, you know, doing podcasts and, and writing great articles online and, you know, doing good journalistic stuff. Uh, but I really like that there are people who are working for the parks now um, who grew up listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we're finding more and more of that happening as we go on now. I mean, because if you were a kid, I mean, how long have we, we've been doing this now? What, 18 years? So if you were, I don't know, 10 years old. Uh, you know, when you started listening to coasterradio.com, that how old are you now? You know, well, you're working at a park and stuff. So that that's pretty cool. No, and we definitely have had those teenagers in high school, you know, that were listening to the show way back in the late 2000s. And then they said, oh, I want to work in theme parks one day. And still listening to the show, they graduate from high school, they go to college, they get an engineering degree, and they're working on roller coasters. Or um, like Nick, he was a, just a, a, a fan of the show and he liked doing some music stuff and he did some stuff for us. And now he actually is, that's his business yeah, is making yeah. music for the parks and for attractions. Um, yeah. It's really cool to, to, to be able to be there um, alongside folks as they, uh, as they continue on their way with the hobby and, and with yeah. their careers, like you were saying, I mean, even yeah. beyond just the hobby, but people who have made uh, a life out of this. So that's a good question. It's it, yeah, people it is cool. working in p- uh, public relations at the parks and stuff. That's, who, know, that's who we really need is in, in a few more years. I'm expecting we'll get some folks up into the VP level. And then they'll be go, you know, get up into that president level. And it's like, I was 12 years old when I listened to Costa Radio. And now I run this park. <laughs> I love it. I love Mike it. and EB, I owe it all to you. Come to my park. We need like the same level that we got at Universal. We need that from Disney now. So we're waiting for like the one of our minions to get uh, embedded into. Yeah, we need a PR. We need a Nico. Nico yes. at every park. That's what we need. Exactly. Because that's how that that was the, how fantastic was that to like actually do the show at Universal. We need the same thing at Disney now, unless we just want to stick with Universal. Like, are are we a Universal podcast now? Like oh. in terms of like that's who that's who we <laughs> the side we're on. I'm not well, sure. if we if we reflect the uh, the 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 public, yes, because everybody <laughs> likes Universal better. That's now. right. That's right. So we'll see. But if somebody is you know one of our old, old listeners been with us for a long time over at Disney. Happy to talk to you. Absolutely. Cool. All <laughs> right. Yes. How many more you got, Mike? Uh, we, we still got a few more. Uh, what are your favorite websites, social accounts, people to read and follow for the industry news? Uh, that's from the Twitter account of Coaster 101. I mean, they're a site. They're one that I follow. Oh, I'm not familiar with them. No, <laughs> yes, of <laughs> course. Of course. No, that's great. We love uh, Coaster 101. Screenscape, of course, is, is the landing page, I think, for just about everybody who tries to follow any of this news. Uh, Theme Park Insider yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Loop is a fun one to go to. Um, I typically just have Google Alerts also. And that, yes, that finds some really mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. and unique stuff is just to type in roller coaster or theme park or Six Flags or something like that into Google and find things that, that typically works pretty well, especially when you're looking for something that isn't, you know, big enough maybe to percolate to the top of Screamscape. Um, you, you find some interesting, unique side stories that you wouldn't have otherwise that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I what I do on Twitter, too, is, I mean, we follow a lot of people who we're friends with and have known for a long time. But a lot of times they retweet people uh, that I don't necessarily agree with or want to hear from because either they're too dramatic or too snarky. So I've been muting a lot of people mm-hmm. on Twitter lately, just like because it's just too much. It's like I don't need that. I don't need negativity on my timeline. I try to keep it positive. I just want to hear what's happening. I don't need any uh you know, drama just for the sake of drama. So I've, I've been, I've been hitting that mute button a lot lately, man. Yeah, that's too bad. (laughs) It's, but it's true. You have to do, you do have to go through and curate, especially with social media, you have to curate um, the content every once in a while. I'll say the other thing is, is I have had stuff sent to me. Newsworthy things have come through the coasterradio.com PO box 
So yes. if, if you are a Nico or if you are a park vice president or whatever, and you're like, well, I'd get in trouble if I called in, I'd get in trouble if I sent these guys anything, send it anonymously to the PO <laughs> box, right? Wait. Yeah. There's no electronic signature on those. Things, yeah. You know? Just, just We'd never send know. It, yeah. Get, photocopy that secret park plan, drop it in an envelope and PO box three, three, nine, nine Bloomington, Indiana, four, seven, four, oh two, man. Let's go. We would never betray you. Not at all. Do it. <laughs> I love it. That's fine, man. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. If there was one ride you could have saved and had it sent to your home park, what would it be? Say that again. So if there was one ride that was taken out of a park somewhere, but you right. could have saved it and brought it to your home park. Yeah. What would it be? Okay. So we, we get the, I think this is a question that comes around um, on these listener question shows often. And I'm trying to think of what I've said in the past. Um, I would want to take one of these. How about, can I take a, can I say fire in the hole? I totally say fire in the hole. Oh yeah. That'd be a good one to say. I want to fix it. I want to fix it. Um, I'm putting it in holiday world. Holiday world needs a dark ride, a real dark ride that is not gobbler getaway. Um, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Here's another question that's along those lines. What two parks would you want to move to make them your home park? So we'll park from anywhere in the world that you could bring, and and then it would be your home park in your hometown. I'm bringing uh, the whole park. Yeah, the whole park, the whole thing. Oh, um, how about Six Flags Kidia if it ever actually gets built? Oh, that would be, be cool. ridiculous. That would be I, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'd go with Europa Park. Doesn't that that place seem so great? So I would love that close by. That I'm taking Tokyo Disney Sea and I'm putting it on Lake Ooh. Michigan. Oh, there. See, I like that too. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. All right. Now we're talking Disney we're talking. Midwest. There's just some good ones. Yes. And a lot of people asking this. Maybe it's like people are hungry. It's like wintertime. So people are hungry. A lot of people asking us what our favorite amusement park food is. We got that about five times. On okay. This year. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should ask the chat bot. I like yeah, I love the chat bot. I, I yeah, love because, the potato patch fries. Right. I love um, that's not really a theme park food. I mean, it is because it's a famous food. Um, you can get those uh, French fries that are just covered with cheese and bacon and whatnot. Um, yeah. right, this is something you can get at Canobas and Kennywood and other parks like that. Um what else do I like at the park? What do I usually get at the park? I love getting a um, ice cream cone yes. at the park. Soft serve, a good soft yeah. serve is great. I like, like a, a soft serve a ice swirl. cream cone. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of like one of my standard things that I always go for when I'm at the park is a soft serve ice cream cone. That's pretty basic though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty basic. Okay. That's good. All right. Yeah. I, I like when I'm at the park, if there's a specialty that only the park has, I like trying those things out. Those oh, the square ice cream cone at Kennywood. See, sure, there you go. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. I'm but asking the chat bot. I'm asking the chat bot. What, yeah, are the best, what, the, what, what are the best theme park foods and why? There are a variety of delicious and unique foods available at theme parks that visitors can enjoy. Some of the best theme park foods include one, turkey legs. Mm-hmm. These giant roasted turkey legs are a classic favorite at many theme parks. They're Ugh. easy to eat on the go and provide a tasty and filling meal. I know you love it. I'm not a fan. Oh, man, the turkey leg is my least favorite. Dole Whip, the creamy pineapple flavored soft serve dessert is a must try for any theme park visitor. It's refreshing and perfect for a hot day in the sun. You like the All Dole right. Whip? I'm not a huge fan of the I'm Dole Whip. Either. I know I'm everybody not... loves it, but I am I am not. So I was at the Golden Tiki once and they were totally behind in the drinks. And so they brought over free Dole Whips for everybody and oh. they poured rum on it. And I just I would have just rather had the rum in a little glass than, than <laughs> it, like poured over the ice cream because I just don't like dole. I'm not a huge fan. All right. Churros. Number three. Churros. Churros are a classic theme park snack that are always a crowd pleaser. These crispy cinnamon sugar coated pastries are perfect for a sweet treat. Number mm-hmm. four. Funnel cakes. Funnel cakes are a carnival style food that are popular at many theme parks. These crispy fried dough desserts are covered in powdered sugar and can be customized with additional toppings like chocolate or fruit. Oh, my gosh. It keeps going. Um, corn dogs. Pretzels. Oh, here you go. Number seven. And this is the last one. Theme park exclusive drinks. And this chat AI is pretty good. This is what you just said of something that's only at that park. Theme park exclusive drinks. Many theme parks have their own exclusive drinks that visitors can enjoy, like butterbeer at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter or blue milk at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Huh. Drinks add to the overall immersive experience of visitors or, or, of visiting the park. Chatbot, man. We should just like use Chatbot every week. It has all this great information. That's so funny. Oh, wow. Easy to eat, delicious, and unique to the theme park experience. Yes. Wow. Chatbot. Chatbot's the third host. I know. Thank you so much, Chatbot. <laughs> a few more questions here. Matt wrote in. Here's a park we don't talk about. He says, when are you guys going to come to Valley Fair? 
And he says, also, EB, you visited Mall of America. Where's the love for the Paul Bunyan log shoot? It's our better version of Splash Mountain. The Paul, is, is that at Valley Fair? He says it's at, is that at the Mall of America. Mall of America, the Paul Bunyan log shoot. I've never even heard of that. I'm looking it up right now. Me, I love a log flume. I can't imagine I wouldn't have ridden it when I was there. I'll have to go back and listen to that episode of Coaster Radio and, and get yeah. an explanation, I guess. Um, I just remember the, uh, what do they have? They have the Fairly Odd Coaster. They have the, um, what's that really long roller coaster that they have? Is the Orange Crush, Orange Slime, Nickelodeon something something. Mm. And the SpongeBob Bikini Bottom. Um, oh, right. Mm-hmm. And they had the Ninja Turtle Flyers. I'm trying to remember. That was a long time ago, Mall of America. I mean, we're talking about Minnesota Mall of America. Yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Valley Fair, that's a, that's a park on my list. I need to get to Valley yeah, Fair. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to check that out. Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's funny. We don't talk about that park very often, though. Yeah, not um, much here's to talk about. We, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Valley Fair. We, when we were talking about uh, Silver Dollar City and what they might put as a, as a replacement for Fire in the Hole... I guess something that's out there right now is there's some RMC track that people are saying is supposedly going to Silver Dollar City. So they're thinking that will be what is part of the remake of Fire in the Hole, like some RMC track work really? going in there. I I, I don't know. <clears throat> so um, Craig wants to know, assuming that happens, what rides and roller coasters make sense for Silver Dollar City to install over the next five to ten years? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? I think anything to keep the balance. So the the great thing about that park is they have a great balance between high thrills and also things for the family. Sure. So I think anything to keep the balance going there. Um, I think you can still have thrill rides, but you just you have to make sure you have some for the younger uh, audience. Yeah. that's there, and I, and I think they do that well. Yeah, absolutely. I asked the chat GPT, "Why is Valley Fair a bad amusement park?" Ah. <laughs> Oh, no. Why did it say? It said, I cannot express an opinion on whether Valley Fair is a bad amusement park or not, as it would be subjective and potentially unfair to the park. It's important to note that different people may have different experiences and opinions about a particular amusement park based on a variety of factors such as personal preferences, previous experiences, and expectations. It's also worth mentioning that amusement parks are constantly evolving and changing, and what may have been negative experiences for one person in the past may not necessarily be the case anymore. It's always a good idea to research. Hmm. Read reviews and talk to others who have visited the park before making a decision on whether or not to visit yourself. See, the problem with Chat GPT is it's, it's too- more conservative than I am on the show. It's so like, nice. Yeah, it's so nice. Like, it, you got to be a little bit edgy, at least, you know, like do some <laughs> boobs. It's not even going to do jokes about boobs like I do. At least, at least I do that. Yeah. You know, so, no, I yeah. wonder if I can prompt it to try to be a little bit ruder and be a yeah, more like, come on. Yeah, Probably it not. It doesn't like to be mean. I, I mm. think you're right. Hey, here's a, uh, one for both of us here, especially because you're getting into tiki drinks more and more. Dan wants to know, what is your favorite tiki drink, and will you share the recipe? Oh, what is my favorite tiki drink? Um, I was yeah, just what are at, you liking these days? I just went to, I went to a very nice restaurant for Valentine's Day, oh, and nice. it was not a tiki bar, but they had on the menu a tiki drink. It was called the Shark. Oh, you ever nice. heard of the Shark? Have you heard was of the it a shark? shark bite? A shark bite or a shark? It was just called the. Sh- I think it was. Was it called the shark or shark? Oh, um, maybe it's an original. Then it, it could be an original. I can't remember if I took a picture of. of, of was the it blue? It was. It was ah. blue, and it had a. Um, it was a butter infused rum. Ooh, it so was it's probably their own take on something. It was yeah. delicious. I got to find it. I'm, I think I did take a picture. I'm looking in my phone right now. Here it is. It's a. The Shark, a butter-infused rum, blue Caraco, Frangelico, lemon and pineapple juice, cane syrup, and cream. Ooh. It was very that's a good drink. It was delicious. And that the the butter like came like as a late aftertaste. It was really cool. It yeah. was really, really good. I mean, that's that that's what a tiki drink is, right? Sour and sweet, um, complicated and simple, right? That, yes. That's that's what but this did it that way. You know what I mean? Where you have like one experience as you're sipping it, one as it's in your mouth, and then another experience after you've already swallowed it and it, exactly. you get that aftertaste. It was, it was good. Yeah, because a good tiki drink isn't overly sweet. I mean, it's got a Mm-mm. perfect balance, you know, so where you got a little bit of that, but you also have the lime in there or something, just something to kind of make it a little sour. So it's that perfect, perfect blend. Um, yeah, speaking so- of that, the the tiki drink I've been really getting into lately is called a Navy Grog. Uh, and oh, that, yeah. You, you can find that recipe anywhere. But Dan, if you want it, I've got the recipe that uh, Frank Sinatra used to drink. And I also have the recipe that uh, uh, the, 
Uh, who, who, I am not a crook. I'm, I'm dropping his name right now. Nixon. Uh, Nixon, yes. Nixon used to sit in the White House and drink. <laughs> no, you know what Nixon used to do? He's hilarious. Okay, so Nixon, like, he's down on his luck in the White House, right? Everybody's coming down on him. Sure. They're investigating him. He would sneak out of the White House and go to Trader Vic's at, like, the Hilton Hotel in D.C. Is that true? This is true. This is true. And he would go after hours, and the bartender would stay, and they would make him a Navy Grog. And he would sit there and talk to the bartender about his troubles and drink a Navy Grog. And he would do this, like, multiple nights a week. But that was his drink. Oh, my and gosh. That's a podcast. Yes, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nixon, Nixon and his Navy Grog talking to a bartender. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. Somebody needs to write those scripts. Oh, AI can maybe write one of those scripts. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I wonder what the, the AI chatbot thinks of a Navy Grog. <laughs> might be interesting. Oh, okay. Um, ask it. Ask it while I I, I find this next. It doesn't like to, it doesn't. I ask it. Could you write a cynical review of Disneyland? And it said, as an AI language model, I strive to provide objective and informative content without expressing personal opinions. Ah. Hey, come on, AI. Yeah. Oh, but it, but then it does um, lay out um, some criticisms that other people have expressed. <laughs> Long lines, high prices, lack of variety, and over commercialization. There we go. There, that's its criticism. What am I saying? Yeah, I'm asking you what it thinks of a Navy grog. Oh yeah, why don't you do that? I'm just curious what it All thinks right. about that. Well, and here I'll ask the next question. Justin wants to know what is the best way to convince your friends who are scared of roller coasters to ride roller coasters? Uh ooh, yeah, that's really tough because they probably aren't going to change their minds, right? Yeah, but you start them on something small. You almost take them on like a kiddie ride or something that still has a drop and just get him used to it and then you slowly like push their limits a little higher a little higher don't go to the biggest one first i mean it's going to scare them off like if you do anything that's got like really dynamic forces and stuff uh they're done but if you can figure out what they like like oh this person kind of dug the airtime or this person liked the loops then you can start like pushing them towards that a little more um i've had a lot of experience with this with people who don't like roller coasters and i can always find the right one in the park that they would like yeah, I think that's the that's the key is to figure out what they want to experience. Like, do they want to have something that's kind of, you know, goofy, like a like a stunt coaster, you know, yeah. not um, something the backlot stunt coaster. Right. Is It has force and it's thrilling, but it's also got a little bit of a story. And it's kind of goofy in those cars and the dumb helicopter and the tunnel and all that stuff. Or do they want something that's really comfortable and smooth and they don't mind if it's big, right? You could right. put them up on a hyper coaster and they might not mind it if it's a, if it's a nice smooth B and M. Yeah. It's, it's all about finding out what they want to do. Exactly. Exactly. It says it says that it doesn't want to express personal opinions. Uh, I, I get about a Navy grog. It's about an, but I can give you some general information about a Navy grog and then it proceeds to write three paragraphs about it. So oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I I need to get we need to um get the AI. We need to get like cynical grumpy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it would fit in well here. Yeah, yeah. we got to we got to pump it full of some, some coaster buzz forums, you know, to populate its mind. Yes, there you go. That's that would help. Need. Yeah. <laughs> but at least the AI chatbot can like idiot things, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, do your research, idiot. Poser. <laughs> hey chatbot, what do you think of this? I think you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> that's the future it's not like it, it's it's not uh, uh skynet and terminators it's just gonna be <laughs> the computers are just gonna be like what you need my help to connect whatever <laughs> idiot idiot those guys are idiots you got to research something sure of course you do can't idiot. believe it <laughs> Uh, that 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 takes me back, man. We're, here we are. We're like doing a new thing called a podcast. We're having fun talking about theme parks. Next thing we know, here's our first review coming from Coaster Bus. Idiots, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> they should know better. Dude, like know such... better? What does that even mean? Amateurish. Amateurish. <laughs> hey, Mike, you're very amateurish. <laughs> okay. I, right, I had somebody at my job once tell me that. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the show you're producing is very amateurish. <laughs> right, you and got, he had that accent. You're so amateurish. Amateurish. You yeah. got one more for us? Yeah, we got one more. One more. All right. With Universal putting in their mini parks, who else do you think could do them and where should they go? And for this, Joel wants us to leave Disney out of the conversation. So what what theme park companies could get away with mini parks? Mini parks. Um, who could make a smaller park? 
that, well, gee, I don't know. I mean, are we talking what what would be in the park then? Would it be like a kitty park? Are we talking about like a Legoland kitty park? Like could yeah, Six I, Flags I, do like a junior park somewhere? Yeah, I, I bet you the people who do Legoland could do a nice mini park somewhere. Sure. Sure, sure. sure. Or, well, I mean, could you take – what about like a Peppa Pig park? Could you take Peppa Pig and put it at Tyson's Corner? I think you could. I think you could take Peppa Pig. I think you could lift it up exactly, like take the blueprint and pop it down somewhere. It's going to work. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. and, and, and for people not familiar, Tyson's Corner is the uh, is the nice mall outside uh, Washington, D.C. So if you think about like the good mall in your town, I think a good that's a place you could put a kitty park of, of some oh, sort. Yeah. Not, and not big, like a Peppa Pig park. Right. Um, and, and I don't think you can do anything too big, though. Right? No, no, no. Because and I, I think that's exactly like the size of the Peppa Pig Park would be perfect. And I think you could put that down in several areas in the country and it would work. Or like a small I mean, fun spot. Like it would be cool. It would be cool to see fun spot expand and yes. and and kind of follow that model. Weren't they trying to build one in Branson, a fun spot? And it, it kind of blew over in the wind. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, is what yeah. happened. But I, I would like to see some fun spots pop up. My town, I have a pretty good sized town. I mean, I'm an hour south of Indianapolis. Indianapolis does not have an amusement park. Um, I live in Bloomington and we don't even have a go-kart track. I feel like we could sustain something bigger than we got an urban air and we've got a laser tag. Right. We, we could, I feel like we could sustain something a little bit better than that. Let's get something going here. And Indianapolis, you know, you got to go all the way up to Indiana beach, you know, which is nearly two hours, an hour and a half, or you got to go all the way to Chicago or you got to go all the way to Cincinnati or you got to go all the way to Louisville or or holiday world down South. So, you know, there have been a parks in Indianapolis, um, in the past, um, let's bring back an Indianapolis fun spot. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think sure. that would be fun with some just you know, some good anchor rides mm-hmm. that you have there that would draw people in. And then you've got a bunch of flats. You could have a lot of fun with that. But I really like the idea of these little mini parks that have a theme or an IP that would draw people in. So I, I think Peppa Pig is fantastic because that's going to bring in all the toddlers. You know, as long as there's Peppa Pig being watched on YouTube. Um, you know, all these toddlers are going to want to go and parents are going to want to bring them. That would work anywhere in the country. I think little mini parks from any, I mean, even Cedar Fair could do it, you know, like, or or the SeaWorld parks could do it. If you had a um, IP that people mm-hmm. would travel to see um, in a region, um, I think it would work. Sure. But would you get tired of it? That's the thing. Like I was thinking as you were saying that, like, ooh, what if they just built, you know, the uh, Hogwarts Harry Potter and just built that. Would you go back and back? I mean, people do go to people Universal do. just to go to Hogwarts. Sure. You know, or just would. Or, or to just go to Diagon Alley or whatever it is. So that could be possible. Or or like, could you take Super Nintendo World? Even the, the California Super Nintendo World that only has one ride in a restaurant. And yeah. plunk that down somewhere. Would people be going to it? Maybe they would. Maybe they would. It's a good question. It's a good question. Like how long, you know, it, you know, but people go back to the parks over. You know, like even... It, I, I guess it just depends on how dynamic of a place it is. And like, a, would a place like a Peppa Pig work? You know, like toddlers are only going to be into Peppa Pig for a short amount of time, but then does the next group of toddlers come in and, and do it? And the same way with Harry Potter people, you know, like the Harry Potter people go to Universal and just hang out in the Harry Potter land. They don't go and see all the other stuff. Yeah. They just hang out there with their robes and uh-huh. wands. And, you know, so <laughs> would that work if you started putting Harry Potter's places that, you know, like. And maybe even not with the Hogwarts. Maybe you do some other type of experience, but uh, give people all around the country to go with their robes and wands and have a good time. You know? Yeah, that could be. That could be. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much. This was great. I mean, EB and I earlier today were like, when are we going to do the show? When are we going to find time to do it? And what's our content? And uh, again, the Coaster Radio audience steps up and we got to talk about a lot of good stuff this week. Yeah. And and good news, everybody. You and your listener questions can't be replaced by a robot. The robot, That's did, right. did, the robot did not do that great a job. No, we, we gave the robot an audition, but it's just not snarky enough. It's it, not. Uh, it needs has, a personality infusion. It does. It, it does. doesn't have any personality. So that's what that's what's lacking. So and chat it, GPT, it, you, you, you failed. Yeah. The problem is chat GPT doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds it. And, you know, doesn't want to bite anybody. Yeah, well, doesn't want to bite. Yeah, I don't want to be, you know, get personal or anything or express too much of an opinion. Well, then you yeah. can't be a podcast host. Yes, exactly. Come on. Yeah, need some hot takes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they ought to have like different chat GPTs, like have different personalities. Like they can have the nice one, but they should have one that's a little mean. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, idiot. 
That's all it would say. That's all it would say. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so much fun. Uh, we'll have, we'll have a real show next week where we have some, uh, some actual content that we're going to be bringing to you. I like this episode though. This was a lot of fun. So we, we had our news and we had, um, some good conversations based around what you guys suggested. So thank you so much, everybody. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, we're really looking forward. There's so much great stuff to look forward to in this theme park season. And we're excited to get back out to the parks once it gets a little warmer and all the parks start opening up. I mean, like we heard about last week and the week before with Arthur, so many great attractions. We really want to hear from you guys as you get on those uh, to send in your trip reports. And remember, the best way to do that is through the CoasterRadio.com iPhone app uh, designed by Cincinnati John. There's a button right on there where you can record a message and it gets sent directly to our studio so we can put it on the air uh, but the other way to do it if you don't have that if you got an android uh, you can just go to the voice recorder app record a message and email it to feedback at coasterradio.com yep it's it's very very easy so do that go find the coasterradio.com app send in that trip report and uh if you want to send something in the mail don't forget the coasterradio.com snail or a uh, p.o box that's great uh, i almost mentioned the snail mail club uh, that's, of course, a patreon.com slash Costa Radio perk. At the $10 level, we also talked about the Costa Radio Discord. That's another perk. I think that's at every level over at patreon.com slash Costa Radio. But, Mike, the $20 level of patreon.com slash Costa Radio, if you pledge $20 a month support, we say your name. Alex Payne, Brian Costin, Brian Wackler, Chris Rankin, Cincinnati Nick the Sweatshirt Guy, our friends at Club Z, CM Venom, Colton Lickerich, Dan Dyler, David Sakala, Dino, Elliot Atkinson, Grace, John Brody, Josh Combs, Karen Lee Howard, and Kevin Gilbert. Yes, welcome, Kevin. Also, Kevin Wilson, Kyle Kiefer, our friends at Made to Thrill, Matt Walker, Michael Fuco, Mikey Mayo, Paolo De Los Reyes, Randy McMurray, Rich Barber, Rick Burnley, Ryan Delaney, Shane Mankiewicz, Skyline Michelle, Timmy Young, Tom from Louisville, and our friend Zachary Carpenter. That's right. And our honorary executive producers are Tyler Ray and our friends over at the Coaster Challenge podcast. Yes, thank you guys so much for being with us week after week. We really do appreciate it. And we will see you next week right here at Coaster Radio. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.